comes from Matthew, the sixth chapter, beginning at the 25th verse. Jesus said, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your span of life? And why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear? For it is the Gentiles who strive for all these things. And indeed, your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. A pastor from Montana shared a story with me about a time when he was walking down the streets of a Montana city with a fellow preacher who had brought his three-year-old son along. Here's the story as he writes it. As we walked, the little boy looked down and saw Penny laying on the sidewalk. The child became so excited, he reached down and grabbed it. He could have been no happier if it were a thousand dollars. Daddy, daddy, he cried, look what I found, a penny. His excitement fascinated me. I could not imagine getting so excited about so little. I ran my hand into my pocket and found I had a whole pocket full of change, mostly pennies. I hurried my step to walk just ahead of the child and for the next few moments, I dropped pennies behind me at the sheer joy of watching his excitement. Pennies buy so little that I didn't even feel any sense of sacrifice at doing this. But to the little boy, the retrieval of every one of them was over and again erupting with joy. I doubt if I would even stop and pick up a penny, he writes. And yet that which was not to be treasured by me was clearly celebrated by the child. I have been overwhelmed time and time again by what seems to be God's sense of wonder. Treasuring the seemingly worthless is somehow like our God. I've been thinking about this story this week as I've been preparing to celebrate with you all on this Thanksgiving Eve. And I've had much to be thankful for this year. We've had the opportunity to move back to the Seattle area with lots of family here. We were able to sell our house and already find a new one that we love and could afford. That in and of itself is a miracle. We found an intermediate furnished apartment that was, as for, was affordable as well with the help of many in our Holy Spirit community here. My daughter was able to go back to in-person preschool here, which she loves, and my son will be able to go back to in-person school this coming Monday for the first time in a year and a half because folks here are so good at keeping safety precautions around COVID. Both my kids were able to get their first vaccinations 
a week and a half ago, meaning soon we'll be able to go out to eat at restaurants and go to movies and do all the things that we've missed for so long. My husband starts a new job on Monday, which he's looking forward to. And most of all, I am so thankful to have been called to be your new associate pastor here at Holy Spirit Lutheran Church in Kirkland. This is an amazing community, and we have already found many, many pennies in our transition to this community. We are so grateful and thankful to God for each and every one of them. And this doesn't even include the basic needs, being able to afford food and clothing and to pay the bills. We have been so fortunate, and God is good. However, I'm fully aware that there are many in our country, in our world, even in this community, who may find it hard to be thankful this year. People who have lost loved ones due to COVID or other illnesses throughout the last year and a half, who have lost jobs, who have fallen down on their luck and are struggling just to pay the bills. Now I use these words luck and fortunate instead of blessed intentionally because we as ELCA Lutherans do not believe in the prosperity gospel. You know, the one that says that good and faithful people are blessed and rewarded by God, while those who do bad things and don't work hard enough are punished or left with nothing. And I personally detest this idea of a prosperity gospel because it feeds into the belief that people who are poor or homeless must be lazy and not working or trying hard enough. Even in my short six and a half years of ministry, got a little way to go to catch up with Pastor Katie, um, but I've learned firsthand in just six and a half years that this is not the case. Now, am I blessed by God? Absolutely, 100%. But it is because God loves me and has showered me with grace. He has guided my, foot, has guided my footsteps and my decision-making and my life to be in relationship with and among people who love and support me for who I am, who God has called me to be. Not because I'm any better or work any harder than anyone else. Now don't get me wrong, I do work very hard, but I am fortunate to only have to work one job to earn a living instead of two or three jobs to make ends meet. And I define blessed in this way because I believe that God still loves us, still gives us grace and peace, even when we are struggling physically, mentally, spiritually, and yes, even when we are struggling to find and have our very basic needs met. God places so-called pennies in our lives, reminders of God's presence with us, so that when our heads are bowed low, we find those little pennies of hope that things will eventually get better. God delights in showering gifts upon people, even the simplest gifts. God delights in bringing joy in the midst of sadness, or even just pre being present with us as we cry and grieve. God delights in being among God's people in whatever way possible. We are blessed because God wants to be a part of our lives. I think that's helpful to keep in mind when we hear our gospel lesson for tonight. Our gospel lesson from Matthew starts out with Jesus saying, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is life not more than food and the body not more than clothing? Now, 
you haven't learned this about me yet, you will learn that I love to play devil's advocate in conversation, especially when reading scripture. And so just by reading this, my mind already goes to, but Jesus, those are the basic needs we all have to live. Everyone needs to eat, drink, and be clothed in order to survive. Do you really want to say this to people who are starving or don't have clean water to drink? Or people who have no clothes to wear? Are you really saying that these things don't matter? Then God gently reminds me that Jesus also says later in the book of Matthew that we are called to clothe the naked, feed the hungry, and give shelter to the homeless. Even in our very same gospel lesson for tonight, Jesus says, Indeed, your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. So no, Jesus is not saying that these things don't matter. Nor do I believe that Jesus is saying, if you believe in me and trust in God, then everything will be perfect. You will magically be fed like the birds, you will automatically grow clothes like the plants, and you will never have any more need. That would be really cool, though. So what does Jesus mean in this passage? What is Jesus trying to say to us? Well, it helps to know first that our gospel for tonight is part of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. And immediately before our passage for tonight, Jesus speaks to people about not storing up treasures on earth, but instead storing up treasures in heaven. In other words, Jesus tells people, don't hoard and keep things for yourselves because you're worried about what might happen in the future. But instead, think about God's kingdom, heaven, and work towards making sure that all people have what they need. Share the wealth to help care for all of God's people, because in God's kingdom, that's what truly matters. You cannot serve both God and money, Jesus says. And then our gospel begins with, therefore, do not worry about your life. That does put a slightly different spin on our gospel message for tonight, doesn't it? God wants us to seek God's kingdom first. To think about what God wants for God's people. God wants all people to be fed and clothed and taken care of. God wants all people to be treated equally and justly, as well as to have a community of people to support them. That's what being the church is all about. We are called to be penny droppers. We are called as people of God to give what we can and to remember that even the simplest of gifts, something that might be so small and insignificant to us, a few pennies, a dollar, a smile, a hug, treating someone with respect and dignity, a meal, a pair of socks, a warm jacket, a dry, warm place to sleep, even temporarily, could bring immense joy and shine the love of Christ to someone in need. And if everyone has that image in mind, this image of God's kingdom, then perhaps there would no longer be anyone who is hungry or thirsty, in need of clothing or shelter, nor anyone who is treated unjustly. Now that would really be something to be thankful for, wouldn't it? That is the kingdom of God we are striving for. And when we work together in our penny-dropping efforts, we do make the world a slightly better place. And then we are truly blessed because we are able to bless others as well. Amen. Amen.